If you like Taste Test and you want to keep the music digestion sessions going every week and get some exclusive bonus content, stick around afterwards for details. But first, let's start the show. Have a taste. You are now in the zone. On our podcast, we provide our listeners with insightful music digestion sessions, what's happening in the music and entertainment industry each week. Also, on Taste Test Live, we feature artist interviews, awesome backstories, and we might even get an exclusive song from one of our guests. Yeah, I love that. That's right. Our goal is to keep our podcast subscribers happy by offering new and fresh content. If you have an album or a single coming out and you want to promote your music or your book or your artwork or share a great story about your career in the music industry, drop us a line. You can do that by heading over to our website at tastetest.live. Head over to our contact page and you just might have a chance to be a guest on the show. Yep, that's true. Mm. It is time to have a taste. Taste. And we're back. Welcome to Taste Test Live. I am Damien Lamar, host along with Blue Francois, my co-host, and MJ Baker. Hello. And joining me and joining me and us in the studio today is our guest this week, Mr. Jazz Walker. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I'm sorry I'm so formal. I would say (laughs) Mr. I even I introduced Mr. Moses Sumney, you know, like an artist on the radio show when I'm talking. (laughs) I always put Mr. out of respect. Yeah, so, good. I'll call you Mr. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, you can call me Mr. A lot of sure. respect. Yeah. So Jazz is a filmmaker. He's also a voice actor and an actor. And on, on, on your Twitter profile, you said that you're a procrastinator of all things. Do you procrastinate oh, a lot? So much. So much. Is that a like an illness or is it just something that you've, you just do? I think it's just something I do. But I think it's just an artist thing. Because, you know, a lot no, of artists, yeah, yeah, like we, a lot we, of, yeah, we like to procrastinate. And like when I put that on my Twitter and I also put it on my Facebook, I put it on everything yeah. on social media. It was like I was calling myself out because it took me. So I shot the short film about a year and a half ago and uh, it could have been done in such a shorter time. But I but procrastinated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Out of like fears and stuff like, you know, you make a you make something that you put your heart into. And you want it to be good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like I was giving myself so many excuses on like not finishing it. Right. And uh, now given like I moved to Atlanta, that was a little different. But, you know, you can get settled in like, you know, in a new city in about a month or two. So we're talking about a year yeah. and a half from my, when I started. If you're a person like you, like you're, you're the kind of person that like can venture out. You like culture. You like art. Oh, like, yeah. you know, you find your way. You went to Atlanta for obviously an intention, right? You made yes, an intention. Yeah. So what led you to Atlanta? Well, um, you know, I lived in Jacksonville for about 17 years. And uh, yeah, 17 years. It's crazy to think about that. Um, and like, you know, I had just turned 30 at the time. And I was like, I want something new. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to I wanna go where the action's at. And so it was either Atlanta or L.A. Yep. And... Um, you know, I went to visit L.A. twice at that point. Uh, that's the very same year, actually. And I love L.A. It's a great place to visit. <laughs> yeah. Great place I, to I visit. I agree. But the culture was so different. Very. And I was like, mm, I don't know if I could live in this culture. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, when I mean like different, like you'll talk to somebody on the street and they'll talk to you about their day. And they'd be like, yeah, uh, you know, I went shopping and then uh, I did a line and then uh, I went to the Starbucks and it's like, hold on, er, you did a what? Yeah. 
And mm. these yeah, these aren't lines that you learn in a, in a yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. for a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very white line. Casual in that uh in that area to, you know, do recreational things. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, oh, I don't want to be around that. Um so I was like, well, Atlanta's co- uh, Atlanta is close. Um, you know, I can always come back and visit my family, which, uh, you know, currently I've, you know, visiting my family right now. And uh, also my friends. Yeah. And uh, I just, you know, I love Jacksonville. You know, I didn't leave, you know, because I didn't like Jacksonville. Like, um, very much still love Jacksonville. But I just wanted to be closer to the action of, like, films, uh, entertainment, art, you know, mm-hmm. everything. And mm-hmm. plus it was kind of my first time like really living a little bit further than what I'm used to. So like I've been to all the different kind of places in the world. Like I've lived in Japan, uh, Korea. I was born in Korea, uh, Spain, uh, all, t- you know, credit to my father. My father was in the military, Air Force. Okay. And um, yeah, I've been all those places, but it was with my family. So this was the first time I was actually like away from my family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I went to college, you know, in Orlando, but that was like That's Orlando's yeah. down Still the street. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah. yeah. The culture is very much Orlando's the west similar. side. Right. <laughs> 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 it's more like the south side. Yeah, yeah, more like <laughs> yeah. south side. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, I was always somewhat close, but uh, Atlanta was, was just a little bit further. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was, you know, raised in the south mostly. And, so, you know. Atlanta, you know, still has that South presence, yeah, even though yeah. they're starting to become a, a melting pot of all different kind of people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is great. Um, so it was just close, and you know, when I first moved over there, uh, actually before I moved over there, I started doing um, some background work on Bad Boys Three. Oh, yeah, I recall yeah. seeing those pictures. You and yeah. I think you were a police officer at one point. Yeah, I was a police officer in um, their unit, so mm-hmm. I was a reoccurring uh, uh, police officer. Uh, within like Will Smith and Martin Lawrence's unit. So every time Ooh. you see like a group of cops next to them, which is their unit, I'm in that group. Okay. So there's a, and this is not giving away any spoilers of the movie or anything like that, but uh, there's like obviously some scenes um, at the police station, but then there's some scenes at a bar um, where we're all hanging out for a special event. and uh, <laughs> Like a special event. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to give away what's going on. But, um, you know, that was just great. Like, before, like, moving to Atlanta and just experiencing that moment, meeting Will Smith, mm. Martin Lawrence, um, you know, and there were some other celebrities there, too. And then, you know, the, the big thing that I was very inspired by was uh, Jerry Bruckheimer, mm-hmm. which is an executive producer, like, legendary. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And there was just one time he was on set just walking around, just walking around looking. He had a camera in his hand like he was a papar- paparazzi. I was like, that's the man right there. That's yeah. the guy that greenlit this whole thing. Yeah. And he's just walking around just casually, just taking pictures for his own collection, <laughs> you know? Um, and that was just, I was like, wow. And uh, it made the the dream of becoming a successful artist. And I, you know, I don't want to be vague with that word, but, you know, I guess depending on the person, whatever success means to you as an artist. Right. Um, I would say like mega success, you know, like Will Smith and, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, just seeing that these are just regular people who just are just happy with doing what they do. Yeah. Um, it was just, it made it feel more real. And it's like, okay, if he could do that, I have a chance, you know? Yeah. Um, and that was your first real, uh, your first real movie product, being on, in, involved in a movie. Yeah, there was. Yeah. And after how long after you had moved to Atlanta? 
Uh, it actually happened before I moved to Atlanta. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was weird, like how I got the, even got the gig. Like my friend. So first thing was I heard when I first heard Bad Boys was in production. I was so excited because that's like one of my favorite fan, uh, uh, franchises ever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I wish I was in Atlanta right now. I would definitely try to be on that set. And so you know, I kind of forgot about it. And then my friend sent me a. Um, an article that saying that they were looking for extras for a particular scene. And I was like, you know what? It'd be nice to, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> it'd be nice to apply and see where that goes. If I don't get anything, it's all good. But if I do, that means it gives me a chance to go to Atlanta, check it out. Um, you know, look for apartments or whatever. Um, you know, kind of use I think it. I think that was the last time I saw you because you were telling me you were going and you're going to look for a place. And yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we talked briefly, like real, real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, so I, I applied and next thing you know, I get a, uh, an email back in about like 30 minutes and they're like, we think you would be great for a reoccurring police officer role. And I was like, what? I was like, I'm down, you know? So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cause that's like in the door, like you're there. Right. You're yeah. On yeah. The set. Exactly. And so they were like, they needed me for like five days. So I was thinking, man, I got to go back and forth, back and forth like that. But I was like, this is like. This is Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, yeah. and nobody thought they were going to do a third movie. Like, the last movie previous of that was 16 years ago. Right. Yeah. So for them to actually do a third one now, I was like... And then you're in it. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, man, this is crazy. And then to be on set and then see Will Smith walk in, I was like, wow, this is, this is it. This is really... These are the guys. Because when I saw them both together, that's when it really hit me. Because I was like, what? I, like, I felt like, like my world was very surreal. Yeah, because you're used to seeing these characters, uh, you know, on screen, but to see them in their costume or the, excuse me, their wardrobe in person and like acting with them, it was just like, this can't be real. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Yeah, Congrats. Yeah. No, thank you, thank you, thank you. So when is the when is the movie scheduled to come out? Be released. Uh, so Bad Boys Three comes out on uh, January seventeenth, two thousand twenty. It's an early birthday present for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah your birthday's right. coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's coming up pretty soon. Couple months. Couple yeah. months. Yeah. yeah. You excited? Oh, I'm very excited. You I hope I'm going to be a cut. part of the uh, the world uh, the red carpet. You know, it's funny. So at the time to- at that time, I'll be in London, or not London, but in the UK near London. Okay. And Doing, if you don't mind sharing your details. Well, I'm just going to be there because uh, I have a you know. A girl. Oh, he got a. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. All of a sudden, now MJ's speaking. Hand, her hand is going up in the air. Oh. Yeah, she don't have to ask if he's single now. <laughs> I wasn't going to ask you. <laughs> Not on. I'm sorry. Jazz, you're such a letdown. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> so you got a boo thing all the way. She, she can't. She's across the ditch, too. I mean, she. <laughs> Wow. But it's also to just kind of like experience. I've never been to the UK, so this would be my first time going. I'm going to be there for a month. And You're going to um, see the UK through her eyes, have her take you so around. So is yeah, she yeah. British? Is she is she from there? Yeah, she's from there. She's from there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, y'all, how did y'all meet? I mean, I'm just... Oh, no, it's a problem. <laughs> how did y'all meet? Y'all? Okay. No, no, it's a problem. Uh, so there's this event in Atlanta called Dragon Con. Which yeah. is like, I don't know if anybody's yeah. heard of it. It's just pretty much a lot of like, it's just like, you know, your modern day uh, fandoms. Um, you got like Star Wars, Star Trek people, um, just like movies, media, just anything like that has some kind of fandom towards it. Mm-hmm. That's what it's 
you know, entirely. Everyone's about. in costume. Everybody. There's even some celebrities that go out there. And, like T-Pain. He was out there this year. Really? And he dressed up as a uh, Tekken character. And I got to see him, and I was just like, this is, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah. And there was a WWE wrestler out there. He goes there every year and dresses up. And, uh, yeah, it's just a great time. Uh, the last time I was in Atlanta, I was Dragon Con was going on, and it was crazy. It's it was amazing. Out by, by the Ferris wheel, and there's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like everybody everywhere was yeah, in costume. Yeah, everybody's in costume. And it makes you feel like if you're in normal clothes, it makes you feel like you're out of place. Right. Like you're, something's wrong with you or something. Yeah, you like know? why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you, Normie? Yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're gonna so miss you're gonna miss the red carpet premiere. He'll be in London with his booth. <laughs> <laughs> he was just getting to the juicy part about how he met his boo. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. So we met at Dragon Con, and uh, we just kept in touch, and then we just realized we had so much in common. And uh, she's also a Scorpio, which is interesting because. Two Scorpios, like, that usually never works. No, it's like... Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's like waves colliding. That's not good. Uh, We're going to have you back on in early February, and we'll yeah. see how your trip was. Oh, yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> Love to hear about that. Oh, my goodness. So, <laughs> you did take the little shade coming from MJ Baker. No, <laughs> it's okay. there's no shade. There's no shade. This is all in fun. I, oh, no, no, absolutely. I, absolutely. Know, no, I understand. Although you're, you're very still beautiful. Oh. Yeah, but I do hope to go to the UK premiere of Bad Boys 3. Yeah. Uh, so that that's in the plans. And hopefully I make the cuts. I mean, there's different, There's like three, four scenes I'm in um, where, in my opinion, knowing you know, with my background in filmmaking, I know they had some pretty good shots of me where they it's impossible for me to for them to take me out. Right, right. And I'm not in there by myself. Like there's mm-hmm. other people, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure that I'm gonna make the cut. Like I made the trailer. I yeah. mean I was in the background, like, you know, right in the background. <laughs> but you were bit. there. But I was there, yeah. Now do you like so so with your your parents, you know, yeah. your dad being in the military, so was you know, was he accepting? Were they accepting of, you know, because the military is pretty regimented and as yeah, an yeah. artist, you know, you kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, we're kind of flaky sometimes. So <laughs> did you and do you and your dad get along? I mean, you know, is collaborate. Does he understand the artistic side of you being a military guy? Um, you know, it's interesting. So with my dad and just my family in general, um, I don't think it's necessarily like a military thing. Like at first... You know, they're, you know, they're supportive to an extent, but they just want me to make, they just want to make sure that I'm like, you know, can make a living doing it. Yeah. And so it was getting to to a point where I was getting a little older, um, in his perspective, um, where he was just like, you know, you should try to have like a a plan B, you know, try to have something, um, I guess, uh, that makes good money while trying to pursue your art, art life. And, um, we, you know, we butt heads on that aspect and it's interesting because my dad is actually uh, a musician oh wow so it's funny like my whole family has some kind of artistic background like my mom was a uh, dancer when she was younger so it's, their wow. fault. it's their fault it's their they, fault they planted genetics, that in you it's genetics yeah yeah, yeah. my okay. sister's an artist uh, like she likes to draw uh, like anime and stuff like that and then you know my dad he plays in different bands uh, guitar player mm-hmm. uh, plays like R&B and funk um, just the old school kind of music um, so it's it's you know, it's interesting to hear from him where he's just like, you know, you, maybe, you know, you just want to try something else. Right, right, you know? right. But nowadays, it's it's cool. Like, he, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm living in Atlanta. Um, I do voiceovers for a living. 
I've been doing that for about eight years. Okay, so let's pause for a second. Yes. Yeah. Because I was gonna, I was gonna get there. We talked. Yeah, yeah. In, the, in, in the introduction, we talked about the voiceover work. Yeah, yeah. Um, can you give us a taste? A taste. Yeah, just a taste. Let me see. I don't know how how much this is gonna peak. I could do like SpongeBob. Okay. You want me to do SpongeBob? Sure. Go sure. for it. Uh, he's like like dialing it down. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Mr. Krabs! Yeah, it's getting there. I kind of squealed a little bit. Yeah, That was pretty good. Yeah. Wow. That's good. Wow. Yeah. All right. So you, so do you do any commercial work as well? I do commercial work, yes. Yeah. So that's what I, I mainly do. Uh, animations I want to get into. Um, so that's that's kind of in the works, you know? So the whole purpose of, like, going to Atlanta, I wanted to do all these things, voiceover, acting, uh, filmmaking. Um, but when you do so many things... It's like you can't like focus on yeah, one thing. That, that so it's like, yeah. Right. So I have to like do things one at a time. So All right. So yeah. so one of the things that you're doing. Yes. It's my understanding that you are going to be releasing your very first film. Yes. On your birthday. Yes. Which at the time that this podcast airs, it'll be tomorrow. So well, happy yeah. birthday. Well, thank you. Happy thank you so birthday. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll be 31. 31. 31. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Scorpio. So yeah. tell us about the film's called A Good Morning. Yes, that's correct. And the trailer is a big tease. It's a big tease. It's good. But there's a lot. You can tell there's a lot of drama going on. Mm-hmm. Um, get, set it up for us. What, what, what are we to expect? So this film is the whole like theme of the, of the film is dealing with loss, mm-hmm. um, losing somebody. And, um, you know, I've seen a lot of films where they kind of touch on the whole aspect of losing someone there's usually some kind of like good ending and uh this film i'm gonna let you know right now it's not necessarily a good ending or a bad ending it's just a real ending Mm. you know and so uh this story was inspired by uh actually an event in my life and an event in uh the the main actress's uh life uh blythe uh scott um and it was just funny like how we knew each other and uh, we had actually previously worked on another short film. So this isn't necessarily my uh, first film, but this is like my, my first film with like dialogue. Ah, so my other okay. films I've had are just like, like short horror films where there's no dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, so just really quick, like three minute, like little films. But this one is like a little bit lengthier. Uh, it's about 13 minutes. And um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna have like some melancholy kind of like vibes. Um, it deals with depression. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like a downer already. It's like, do I, who wants to watch that? <laughs> well, I mean, in this day and age, there's a lot. I think yeah. you're you're touching on something that a lot of people are dealing with. Right. Exactly. Right now, and yeah. so it's very topical. If that makes any sense. Yeah. 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 yeah like I, I felt like it's a, it was a good time to make a film like this because I feel like. You know, we have a lot of underlying depression with our, our loved ones. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, one one of the movies that came out recently that kind of made me realize that depression is something that everybody can really relate to right now was Joker with uh, Joaquin yeah. Phoenix. Yeah. yeah, everybody's talking about yeah. that. Everybody's talking about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, my opinion on the film is, you know, I thought the movie was really good, um, but I didn't think it was a masterpiece. I thought... His performance was a masterpiece, mm-hmm. but the film itself was was good. Um, and uh, when I really thought about it, I was like, I think 
people love it so much because they see themselves through this character. Right. 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 Like the things he goes through, like the the world society just bringing him down. Mm-hmm. Like everybody can relate to that. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm glad I made this film. Um, and hopefully people like it, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to make something that was real to me and uh, to the main actress. And um, yeah, kind of have its own kind of like a unique spin on it as well. So how will, how will it be distributed? So I'm going to release it online uh, this Friday, uh, November 1st. And um, I was going to do the, I was going to do the um, film festival route, which I still plan to. Uh, but it won't be like, well, I'm not going to put it in like 50 film festivals or anything like that. I feel like in this day and age, um, like everything's digital. Right. Yeah. You know, because if you think about it, if I put this in two film festivals, maybe 200 people would watch it, you know. But if I put this online, I could probably get 200 people in an hour. Exactly. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, and I feel like more people like, you know, like producers out in the world, film producers, will more likely see this film on their cell phone rather than traveling to a film festival that they actually don't even really want to go to. Right. You know? Um, so it's just like, I just think about those things. Like we, we live in a very, we got to get things done quick. Got to see things done quick kind of age. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's going to have a definitely big online presence, but a very limited like film festival route, you know? Because I've always wanted to do a film festival, so I can't just not do a film festival. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, okay. I missed the I'm missing the Jacksonville Film Festival, uh, November fourteenth. Uh, I tried to get that done, but this I just couldn't get the film just done in time. Yeah. Wasn't You'll in be in like yeah. with your boo. Not not then. That's in twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, question for you. Um, yes. I was looking at the trailer. So did you choose different people to shoot it? Did you direct it? Did you do any shooting yourself? Uh, actually, I shot everything. I uh, directed everything. I wrote and I edited everything. And that's wow. not to like be arrogant wow. about it. You use different cameras? Um, for this, I just shoot, shot with the same camera. Sam, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, my you, theory is like I just want to, if I want to make a movie, I just want to make a movie. I don't want to like try to wait on people or try to, you know, convince people to help me out. Did, yeah. Did yeah. you have a team with like lighting, somebody holding like reflectors, or um, you just shot it like natural light? I, I like I typically like to use a lot of natural light. Um, that and like good. sometimes I'll like yeah, you know curb good. the light. I'll use like a a whiteboard to kind of uh-huh. you know give a little something to the face. So you was holding the board and shooting at the same time. No, I had like I had some of the actors help out too. <laughs> <you know? laughs> very very low budget. Very low budget. Very low budget. Well, that's um, impressive though. It's impressive. MJ, if you need some help with scoring your next movie, yeah, MJ, yeah. she's very good with scoring music. Oh, really? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm a singer-songwriter. But, so, have you seen the movie Dolomite on Netflix I've seen, yet? you know, it's interesting. I was just with my dad earlier today, and he was laughing so hard. And I was like, why is he laughing? I went into his room, and he was watching uh, Dolomite. Yeah. yeah. And I watched, good. like, the last 15 minutes of it. And oh. it's amazing. Just it that 15 a, minutes. Yeah. And I, so I watched it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like every artist should watch it because it's more than just a comedy. Well said. But the story. Yeah. Like, and, and when you said you shot everything, you did this mm-hmm. and that. I mean, his background is he, he didn't, now he didn't do everything, but he, he hustled you know, I mean, yeah. in in a good way. Like he mm-hmm. risked 
everything. Yep. Yeah, his journey was just crazy. Yeah, it was a crazy journey. And just to be able to, uh, I think everybody should watch it mm-hmm. and different because it was very encouraging, yeah. you know, just how. Except, except when, you know, he's got all this crew and they're rehearsing and doing choreography in the background. The guy's like, you know, we have no more film. So, you know, if there's no film, there's no movie. Right. Mm-hmm. It's kind of heart, disheartening when you're working really hard and all of a sudden there's no film. There's no, you got to raise more money or yeah, find another yeah, yeah. investor to help you finish what you started. Right. And I think that's what's amazing about yeah. Dolomite is like, you know, just like not the movie itself, but the actual true story of Dolomite. Right. Yeah. At that time, like yeah. getting money to buy film and to get like people yeah. to help you. Like to me, like yeah. this day and age, like no modern day filmmaker should have an excuse not to make exactly. Money. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, just to you know, I, I think you know we all can attest to the fact that you know we've all had to kind of charge a little extra on the credit card just to yeah. get just to get something out or mm-hmm. get something released and it was it's kind of like what he did he you know like he sold the rights to his songs mm-hmm. you know to his yeah. albums to get a movie done so it's it's just you know I love the story of the sacrifice and stuff so that's why I asked you because yeah you know I will be fin- I, will, I will be like watching that whole movie yeah, pretty yeah, soon. Yeah. I didn't even know it's out till my dad was like cackling all over the house just earlier today yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's really good yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it I watched it over the weekend oh man I gotta yeah. check it out it's Eddie Murphy you know I can't ignore that on Netflix yeah yeah. so your hopes obviously is to distribute this online yeah um, we're hoping for wide distribution like you, yeah yeah far and wide yeah the uh, you'll, you'll be going and doing some press hopefully in London during the time that the Bad Boys so. film comes out <laughs> yeah 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 okay and what's next um, so I'm working on, so I'm writing a, um, and rewriting a, uh, I guess you could say a boxing drama. And um, it's about this boxer, uh, not to give away too much, but it's it's about the, like, it's, it kind of touches on depression again, um, but in a little bit more of a identity kind of aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it also touches on to- toxic masculinity um, and... Uh, it's uh it's gonna be a very different kind of boxing film. Like you see a lot of boxing films, like you see Creed, and it's about like the heart. You know, you gotta have heart to continue, like Rocky and stuff like yeah. that. And you know, you see a lot of boxing movies like that where it's about heart. And um, you know, I wanted to show, I wanted to highlight the taboo of like sports in general when it comes to depression, especially with amongst men. Mm-hmm. Men typically, we want to be secretive about our depression. We don't want to talk to everybody and be like, you know, I'm just not, I'm, I'm feeling terrible. Or just secretive about mental health in general. Right, exactly, in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, in sports, it's like, oh, you got to be tough, you know. Mm-hmm. Can't talk about it. Just, just get over it, you know. And that's a very, in my opinion, very unhealthy way to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And you hear about, you know, suicide amongst uh, athletes all the time. Um, and uh, I really wanted to touch up on that aspect for boxing. And uh, I know when I talk about mental health with boxing, like when I tell people about the film, they're like, oh, it's like head injury. I was like, no, 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 no. It's, just not, it's not that kind of movie. This is strictly internal, not from external. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, yeah, hopefully, uh, and that's going to star me, by the way. So I'm going to be in it. I'm, I'm actually a boxing uh, instructor in Atlanta. Nice. Um, Buckhead Fight Club. Yeah. Seriously, right now? Yeah, right now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So right. I was, I was, so previously I was boxing a little bit, you know, just like, you know, practicing it. And, um, and that's the, that's just my nature. I like to like 
self-teach myself. Like, I'll watch YouTube videos. And, um, you know, went to Atlanta. I was like, you know, I kind of want to go to a boxing gym and, you know, really, really learn. Because at that time, I was getting really uh, intrigued with boxing. And, uh, you know, when we think of boxing, we think, like, it's just people trying to bash each other's brains in or anything or something like that. But it's really like a game of chess. It's very much mental than it is uh, physical. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and that's, you know, that, the, the short film that I'm trying to produce uh, based on boxing is actually based on this uh, heavyweight boxer named Tyson Fury, uh, who fought a, um, a boxer named Deontay Wilder. Um, and I don't want to go into his story too much, but pretty much he, he was on top of the world. You know, he had money, he had a he had wife, kids, um, and he was a champion. And then, you know, when he became a champion, he, his whole goal in life uh, was to beat this particular uh, champion um, uh, boxer. Mm-hmm. And when he beat him, it was like, what do I do next? And when he had that question pop up in his mind, it was like he didn't know what to do next. And so he went into this depression. He retired from boxing, uh, suffered for like two, three years, was on drugs, never did drugs before that. Wow. And almost committed suicide. And um, that's when Deontay Wilder was, you know, saying on social media, like, oh, he's a bum. You know, if he came back, I'd beat him. And that's what, that's what sparked him. He was like, what? Who's this guy? Like, this guy just yeah. came out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, and that's, you know, that was the story, and that's how he came out of it. But um, I thought that was interesting because this guy had everything. And so I really was listening to his, uh, I guess, his uh, story, and all I could think of was he didn't know who he was. He had an image of who he was until he, you know, and when he got to it, he didn't know where to go from there. Right, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. right. And that's what I think got him into his depression. And I was like, you know what, that's what I want the film to be about, identity. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. uh, having somebody, and, and I have this, like, um, this phrase that I came up with for the film to kind of be like a theme. And, it's, and it goes like this. Just because you're good at something doesn't define who you are. If that makes any sense. So this guy is a boxer. He's great at right. boxing, yeah. but it doesn't define who he is. Right. You know, and that's the whole th- core of the film. That's good stuff. Yeah. That's really good. And, you know, and I can say something that I learned a while ago is that um, our giftings and our abilities are not who we are. They are just products. Yeah. Of, they're just s- symptoms of who, you know what I mean? It's just something that was extended to us. You know, it's an yeah. extension of who we are, but it's not who we are. Yeah, Like absolutely. foundationally. And, you know, you're right. Sometimes when that's why when people, you know, maybe, you know how they say, you know, when one when a door closes, a window opens, mm-hmm. and sometimes we miss the window because we're so caught up on the door because we thought whatever's behind that door is who I am, mm-hmm. but really it was just maybe just one an area, and then we're shifting to another. Right. You know. So I think that's really cool. Can't wait to watch it. Yeah. Thank you. When it's done. Uh, that was gonna be tough because I have to not be the cameraman for once. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, who's going to hold the camera now? But you'll, yeah. you'll be directing that one too, right? Yeah, I'll be directing it. Yeah, yeah. So I'll be directing it, um, starring in it, and, you know, occasionally uh, working the camera when it's not on me, mm-hmm. um, and then editing it. So hopefully I can get that done uh, before I go to London, uh, or excuse me, uh, fi- like film the, f- the film before I go to London. So in, when I'm in London, I can just edit it. You know, yeah, edit start the movie. working yeah. on Yeah, okay. yeah. So that's the hope. Yeah. So when you get bored with editing, you can like, okay, let's go play at London. Yeah, let's go to the. Yeah, uh, let's, go to, <laughs> let's go see Big Ben. 
Yeah. All I do is I just like looked at her and she was like. (sighs) (laughs) Jazz is such a letdown. Well, this is good. I really appreciate you taking out time. Oh, no, uh, happy birthday so again. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I can't yeah. I can't stress enough, but I really hope that this is successful for you and yeah, that you're that this film is everything that you want it to be. Thank you. And so it opens much. some crazy, crazy doors because they're already opening for you. Yes. I want some windows, too. Like and some windows. About, yeah. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Doors and windows. windows. Yeah. Don't yeah. miss those. Yeah. 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 No, windows of so opportunity. Much. And um, and and that this is, uh, you know, this becomes something that just that you'll laugh about. Like, remember that one film I did, so and so and so? You know, and like when you're working in Tyler Perry Studios now that you moved to Atlanta. So we talked about that earlier. Oh, we had yeah. a segment called Put This in Your Mouth where we talk about all mm-hmm. the, the topics. And we had a little bit of a sidebar because we were talking about Coming to America um, Part 2 coming back. Yes. And then yes, yes. Uh, the, the fact that, you know, we start talking about Tyler Perry and then the studios and we had a little bit of a sidebar. I've but been there. It's amazing. You have. Yeah. Do we have enough time to talk about that? You, come on, I'll make time. All right, so. Talk about it from your eyes. So yes. here is everybody. Listen, Jazz Walker <laughs> has been on the grounds of Tyler Perry Studios in Atlanta, yes. Georgia. Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Awesome. Describe so, it for our people. Yes. Yeah, so uh, the reason I was there um, and this was actually very recent. Uh, Chris Pine uh, was partially shooting a, a film there. And if you're not familiar with Chris Pine, he is uh, Captain Kirk in Star, Tr- Star Trek, mm-hmm. the modern Star Trek. And um, so it, <laughs> I'm not going to explain like. You know, I will explain what role I had. It's going to be kind of funny. So uh, on Facebook, I follow some um, some casting agencies out of Atlanta. And uh, one casting agency uh, happened to post a um, uh, casting for a naked soldier. And uh, <laughs> you should see MJ's face right now. <laughs> Don't tease me. You want to you want to put you want to put a word <laughs> behind that facial expression right there, like. <laughs> Don't tease me, Jazz. Yeah. Yes, I'll do it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I saw this casting and it was paying some good money, and so they had when I had saw it, it, it was posted like three hours beforehand, and so the the money, uh, you don't often see with those kind of castings, mm-hmm. not just like being naked, but just like uh, like background work. So it was technically a background extra role. But it was, you know, you're naked, so you get more money. And uh, I was like, oh, I'm probably not going to get this. Kind of like how I felt for, like, bad boys. I was like, oh, I'm not probably not going to get this. And so uh, I just they were just looking for, like, a headshot and somebody that's fit. And so I was like, all right, I'm, I'm a little fit right now. Um, so I was <laughs> <laughs> just, just a little fit. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so I, I sent them my headshot, uh, you know, gave them my measurements as far as, like, height, uh, how much I weighed, that kind of stuff. You know, typical casting uh, information. And so, like, an hour later, I get an email, and we're going back and forth, and they're like, uh, they're like, do you have any pictures of, like, your back, um, you know, abs or whatever? Like, they just want, like, to see certain things. And uh, then they were just like, well, you need a, a shot of your backside. I was like, oh, I already sent a picture of my back. It's like, no, we want to see your backside. If, you know. The butt. So, um, yeah. So I had to kind of Instagram it a little bit, you know, make it look. (laughs) (laughs) Instagram it. You know. He Instagrammed his butt. Well, because they they had told me, like, there was, it was down to me and this other guy. And this other guy had, like, a cover spread from a magazine. And I was like, oh, I can't compete with that. And so I was like, I got to Instagram it. I got to, you know, 
I gotta get the mangles. Get see that, she, that's 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 what it was. I gotta get had to get the mangles, and so <laughs> lighting, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I sent it to them, and uh, about three hours later, I was thinking, okay, I probably don't got this, and uh, they emailed me, and they're like, you got it. Um, and then we talked on the phone, and uh, you know uh, they sent me or they sent me like I guess every like the information of what was going on with the scene and stuff, and it was pretty much just like. Um, <laughs> Well, not to go too forward, but we're going to go uh, forward in time. And it was like a day or two later, uh, I was on set. Um, but before then, I went to Tyler Perry Studios. And um, that day, I didn't realize two days before that, they had the grand opening of Tyler Perry Studios. Wow. Where Will Smith, everybody, Oprah. So two days before you went. Right. You didn't know that the opening, and it was I all over the news. It was all... I found out that day. I was like, what? And I could have wow. been here? Yeah. And it was just crazy because I'm looking around and everything's like, you know, I wouldn't say it's, everything's empty, but it looked brand new. But when you look at the pictures of like the grand opening, there's like, you know, fireworks and there's like yeah. a whole bunch of people. There's like a whole bunch of trucks and cars and it would just look flooded of like everything, media. Uh, so it just blew my mind. That was just two days prior. And so uh, I go to the scene uh, or I go to the uh, the lot and I see like the Will Smith soundstage, Oprah Winfrey, uh, Sidney Poitier. Um, like it felt like I was in L.A. And it's just very beautiful. And it's as big as they say it is. It's it's supposed to be twice as big as uh, or excuse me, not twice, but it's supposed to be bigger than Paramount, Disney and uh, Warner Brothers together. put together. together. Mm-hmm. And it's it is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like I was like Atlanta's coming up, you know. And uh, already, like some of the productions that were at another studio, uh, switched over to Tyler Perry Studios. Wow! Uh, Bad Boys, for example. Wow! They're doing pickup wow. shots there. Actually, there was a, a picture that Will Smith released today of him, Martin Lawrence, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Wesley Snipes, and uh, Eddie Murphy. Uh, just released that earlier because Coming to America is also filming yeah. at Tyler Perry Studios. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was just like they came together and took this photo, and I was like, my God, this is in Atlanta. Yeah. Like, it's coming up, you know? So in 10 years, I, I expect Atlanta to be, like, probably topple L.A. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah. You yeah. know? So it was just beautiful, and it was great. Wow. Thank you yeah. for taking us there. I'm like, you. you were on the grounds. Yes. It was, it was you amazing. were there. Yeah, naked. <laughs> Jazz, you keep saying that, and yet you're going to see your boo in London. So if you if you want to see me in the film, which I don't know when it comes out, it's uh, called. uh, YouTube it. (laughs) She's gonna see if it's a peak in the trailer. Yeah, it's called Violence of Action. It's like a war movie. Okay. So I'm in a locker room showering. Wow, MJ. Okay, so that was so my Tyler Perry studio. You have experience. this effect on her. Like <laughs> I've never seen her go on. Like she's. I think she's glistening now. You okay? I'm fine. You sure? Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, thank you again for your time. No, thank y'all so much. I appreciate yeah, it. So this much. was fun. This was and, very and a lot insightful. Of fun. Insightful. Take one last moment and tell everybody how they can find you, uh, mm-hmm. where they can find the film, okay. and uh, all that good stuff. Um, so you can find the film exactly where you can find me, and that'll be either on Facebook, Instagram, 
um, or Twitter. I don't dabble in Twitter too much, Yet. but I will be posting it there. Yet, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on my Instagram, you can find me at underscore jazzwalker underscore. And uh, Facebook, you can just type in jazzwalker. And I'll be releasing it on this Friday. And uh, yeah, we're going to have a good time with it. All right. Yeah. Congratulations in advance. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. That'll do it for us, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to Taste Test Live. You guys have any follow-up questions? You got anything good? Any any last party notes, Blue? Um, I'm I'm um I'm definitely looking forward to the boxing movie because I love boxing. I love martial arts. So, and then um you know I am a big fan of Deontay Wilder. So when that came out, I was disappointed that. Nick, you know, that he, Tyson Fury beat him, but hearing his story afterwards, because I didn't know about, I I mean, I heard about him, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know about the depression and everything that he went through. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then how, you know, and then how he started, and Deontay was like, you know, and you know, physically, he, he could, you know, like, like, if there was a fight again, I I have no doubt in my mind Deontay would whoop him. Yeah, yeah. To me, you know. Yeah. Well, like, it was technically a draw. Yeah, people were saying that Tyson Fury won. But like you from said, the looks of it, it was a mental game. Like they it were, was. like like uh, Deontay was. He's a he's brute. Like he's like a like a tall Tyson. Yeah. And 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 uh, Tyson is very was mental. Like he was he you know like he was countering those punches and yeah. and letting him put very all technical his yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And so he was like he was kind of like fighting like Floyd Mayweather. With, yeah. With more power though. Right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he was dissecting him, and it was just like, like, so when I was watching the fight, I was just like, like, Deontay, you can whoop him. What are you doing? Yeah. And, and, and Tyson is just like, like, you know, you know, and I, I, I was definitely, when I, when I started researching, I was like, I was like, man, he just, he came out of, you know, you know, out of depression right, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was just, and he was just saying that he didn't know, you know, exactly. He didn't know what he wanted to do. And, now, and then for him to even put that out there so yeah, openly, because yeah. I think his wife had did an interview or like, or she was, you know, like she talked about it, like, like she was, she witnessed it. And so she right, gave yeah. her side of what happened. And, um, and so I was just like, wow. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So I became, after he won, I became a fan of him. Right. But I definitely want, I definitely wanted Deontay to win. So, so for you to cover that, you know, me being a photographer mm-hmm. and just seeing you in passing, you know, booking Studio Three E, and and so um, I always like to see how people, you know, like like I, you know, I'm someone who I don't, I don't, you know, take photos most, of, you know, to say, but yeah, I, yeah. I like to say I create photos or create moments. Mm. So, yeah. um, you know, like you know, I was talking to when Tony, you know, do you know Tony uh, Smalagich? That's I know of him. I you have know, not met him though. Yeah, we had a yeah, conversation. We was talking about that. Like he, he was just saying that he creates moments, and you know, we don't just take the photos. It's like it's something we create and we give it back to the, you know, to the people who hire us. And so, 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 so for like you to, yeah, 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 that's pretty so cool. So for you to, you know, have like that insight on mm-hmm. targeting, like you know, toxic masculinity, because that's something that I went through when I was growing up. You know, yeah. my father was. Um, you know, he was a martial art, you know, and he always wanted us to be tough and he used to beat on us, not in a way where like it hurt us, but like he to teach us a lesson. So yeah, like when we the got tough in, love kind of right, thing. Right. When yeah, he yeah. would when we get in trouble, mm-hmm. he would like hit us and punch us and say, you know, he said, You gotta be ready when somebody hits you. You know, it was just like, But you hurting me, Dad. Yeah. You know, but, but you're the one hitting me. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Do know? I have to defend myself against you? Let's right, go ahead. Right. So so yeah. but it taught me a lesson, but in you know, like toxic masculinity is like 
we, you know, sometimes, you know, people who are over us as young boys, sometimes they be, you know, they kind of like want us to be too masculine and they want us right, to not right, talk right. about, you know, our emotions, feelings and stuff like that. So for you to take that, you know, route, I definitely um, look forward to, you know, seeing that. So I, I definitely want to, you know, support, promote, however Appreciate we can that. do it. And of so course, much, you know, yeah. Damien going to do his thing and, and blast it to everybody we know. So it's going to be kind of cool. Yeah. I'm excited. I sure am. It's your birthday present. Thank you. I appreciate that. Happy birthday, Jazz Walker. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This was good. All right. Thank you again. That'll do it for us, guys. Taste Test Live is a fully syndicated podcast and is on podcast services or wherever you listen to your podcast.